Welcome to the first episode of Anecdotes with me, Anne Rimmer. Through this podcast, I hope to share some of my favorite anecdotes from history. I find it so easy for the past to become a foreign country filled with unrelatable events and grand trends. It is my goal in this podcast to try to connect with the humanity of the past, remind ourselves that the past was populated with humans like us, who laughed at corny jokes, were scared of the unknown, loved their mom, and complained about their coworkers on Friday. These podcasts will definitely be filled with fascinating people who are part of remarkable events, but hopefully they will make those people seem less like foreigners and more like slightly technophobic neighbors. And with that, I will start with the 104th Regiment of Foot, who did an incredible thing, but got a lot of blisters along the way. The phrase Hail Mary Pass didn't exist in 1813, but if it had, that's probably how Lieutenant Charles Rainsford would have described what he was about to do. He was going to go into the middle of the wilderness during a snowstorm, wandering around hoping he would find someone with enough supplies to feed his 200 starving soldiers. It was the definition of throwing the ball and praying that someone would catch it. Even the march his soldiers was on was a bit of a last-ditch attempt. In June of 1812, American forces had invaded the British territories in North America, retaliation for trade block aids that prevented American exports from getting to Europe. However, the Americans were unprepared for the conflict, with few trained soldiers and little equipment, and the British had been able to repel most of the attacks. Fighting had died down during the winter season, with both sides taking a chance to regroup. And now it was January 1813, and the British commanders feared that their 6,000 soldiers would not be enough to respond to a more organized American attack in the following spring. The problem was that most of the fighting was taking place in the Great Lakes region, which was effectively the middle of nowhere in a largely unpopulated continent. Reinforcements from England simply wouldn't arrive in time for the beginning of campaigning season. The only British soldiers available were the 104th Regiment of Foot, stationed on the eastern coast of North America, whose only way of getting to the Great Lakes was on foot in the middle of winter. The order went out for the 104th on February 5th, and the first companies left Fredericton on February 15th, 1813, headed towards Quebec City. About 550 men marched west, divided into four companies. Among them were Charles Rainsford and his brother Andrew. Charles was 25 years old, having enlisted in the army at 18. His fellow soldiers were as diverse as New Brunswick itself, a mixture of English, Scottish, Irish, French, Acadian, and free blacks. In theory, they were following the Great Communications route, which was really more of a concept than an actual road. And so they marched, following roads when they could, rivers when they couldn't, they walked in pairs of twos, one man pulling a toboggan and one man falling behind, pushing the toboggan if needed. And they walked like this, a single file line of hundreds of toboggans following each other through the wilderness for eight hours a day. The weather was brutal, even for hardy Canadians that were used to cold winters. The snowfall was the greatest it had been for nine years. If a soldier made a mistake, missed a step, or fell out of his snowshoes, he risked falling into snow up to his neck. Because it snowed so hard that the trails would cover up over the course of a day, each of the four companies had to cut their own trail through the woods. Many nights, the snow was also their home. They would dig holes into the snow to sleep in, with fires in the center, four feet tall and 14 feet long. Each man would only have access to the fire equal to the width of his shoulders. Twice the temperature dropped below minus 27 degrees Celsius, once in February and again in March. They walked through at least one snowstorm, and it was in such a snowstorm that Lieutenant Rainsford found himself on March 5th with 200 men almost out of food. 
Before leaving Fredericton, each man had been issued 14 days of rations, but the rations had been consumed faster than expected due to the hard labor of snowshoeing through the heavy snow. Lieutenant Rainsford and two privates volunteered to go out into the storm and look for help. A day into their wandering, they found help in the form of Philip Long, a retired mail carrier and woodsman. Together, along with a contractor hired to supply new rations to the troops, they raced through the woods and the snow to get back to the two companies. In less than two days, Lieutenants Rainsford and the privates traveled 150 kilometers. The soldiers had been without food for over 30 hours. And so they marched through the snowy woods of New Brunswick to the frozen St. Lawrence River. They arrived in Quebec City on March 15th, a month after leaving Fredericton. However, the British commanders were still worried about the lack of soldiers further west, and less than 14 days after arriving in Quebec, the 104th were marching again, this time to Montreal. And when they arrived in Montreal, they were met with a further order to continue on to Kingston. That order arrived on April 1st, and the officers initially thought it was an April Fool's joke. On April 12th, after almost two months of straight walking, the 104th had arrived at their destination. Just outside of Kingston, they walked through rivers so that their uniforms would be free of mud when they finally entered the city. The march was over, but the fighting had just begun for the 104th. They would go on to fight at Sackett's Harbor, the Battle of Lundy's Lane, and the Siege of Fort Erie. They would take heavy casualties. Lieutenant Rainsford survived those battles too. In later years, in recognition of his bravery, he was granted 150 acres by the Legislative Assembly of New Brunswick and a pension from the British government. There have been a lot of great marches in history. Napoleon's march to Moscow, Xenophon's retreat of the 3,000, but their survival rates have not been high. Perhaps that was the most amazing thing about the 104th. It's not just how far they walked, but how low the casualty rate was. Despite the long distance, the lack of maps, and the cold, only one man died during the march, Private William Lammy. That is not to say the march didn't have a physical impact on the men. Frostbite was rampant, as was painful inflamed tendons from walking in the snowshoes. No one knows exactly how far the 104th walked. For large portions of their journey, they cut their own way through the forest. Best guess is that in 57 days, they walked 120 kilometers following the icy guide of the St. Lawrence. On an average, they walked 27 kilometers per day, and they did most of it in minus 20 weather. They really, really earned the moniker of Regiment of Foot. Canada is a country which is constantly challenged to find unity in its vast geography. To me, there is something very reassuring that in a time before telephones, trains, or even roads, 550 men walked through the woods to get to their fellow citizens.